Smash into Chemist Warehouse for half-price vitamins and cosmetics. T's and C's apply, Chemist Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. It most certainly is. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse, we can head in to Chemist Warehouse every single day for great savings. It is all happening. What a show we got. Of course, we'll talk a little Sydney Marathon and a big shout-out to everyone who braved the hot conditions to roll into one of the greatest major marathons on the planet right now. We'll get to that shortly. Diamond League, it's all happening. Johnny Steph in the house. Hello, yes. buddy. Brother Cam, what's going on, man? Um, yes, wasn't the Sydney Marathon uh, lived up to? All mm. the, well, the sun came out, Cam, which made it a, a beautiful day for spectators and people watching, but it didn't make it so good for those participating. But I think the event was a success, and I think we are marching our way towards becoming an Abbott's major, which I think is sensational. But Go on. there wasn't anything going on in the world of track and field <laughs> and mass participation running the world Diamond League final was on in Eugene, Oregon, and the performances. I, I just it blows my mind, Cam, because I legitimately think, right? If I was in this era, I don't even think I'd be able to make it, make it in the top fifty, mate. Wow, the performances are just no. It's just amazing. I just think it, how how these athletes are competing is just is is phenomenal. Um, it, and you know, we talk about when you watch golf, when you talk about the Serena Williams era, and and you know Roger Federer and Novak Djokovic and all these other sports. But you know, our sport is is one of the hardest sports in the world because there's no barriers to entry for mm-hmm. a lot of these um, events, right? And to see what's going on in 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 a, in a wide array of events and how good they're participating, I just think it's bloody awesome, man. So we'll get to it shortly. And, of course, if you're just joining us right across the SN network, Lyndon Hall was outstanding, ran faster than any Australian woman has ever done over 1,500 metres. Mackenzie Little again continues her great season. Uh, Nicole Oshlager's likewise. Stewie McSwain was great. <laughs> We've got so much to get you into. See? But you you know see what? what I'm saying? I, I know. And, and, that's, and that's just the Australians. Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking the history of me being but, involved in the sport. Hey. We never, you know me talking about everybody else around yep. the world. And that's just the Aussies. And you, haven't, you missed one name there. Well, all those names. I haven't missed a name. I haven't up. missed a name because we're making history tonight. For the first time ever, we're actually opening the show with an interview, which we have not done in the, what have we been around about three or four months? We've never done it. But when you roll in and you go... Bang! In the Diamond League final, you deserve to open the House of Arts, and that's what our main sure man, does. one of the best discus throwers on the planet, Johnny Steph. It's Matthew Denny, who joins us. Congratulations, brother. What's up, fellas? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we can uh, start off bringing the athletes in first. So it's, you know, I feel proud. I'm, I'm happy to bring it in for the first time, but... Thanks for having me on. So well, we've got a, we've got a, we've got a rule. We've got a rule, Matt. Like, and we've, we've spoken to a lot of your Australian teammates over the course of the season, but we have been saving you because we knew something big was coming. So we knew that the week <laughs> after Diamond no, League, we hang on a second. That's what I Okay, you boys have got some bets sitting down in the background that you're not telling many people about, are you? Haven't you? Listen, hey, Denny, listen to this, mate. Before, I think it was before, was it Four Worlds? We had an episode, we're going to pull it up. We're going to get Benny to pull it up. And I I said, Matt Denny is my dark horse to take out the gold in the discus at World Championships. And the way you performed there, Matt, um, unfortunately for you, you were in a red hot discus final, mate, because put you in any other championships, and uh, and you're right up there, man. And uh, it was just awesome to watch, and 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 I think that's what really sucks about our sport because um, fourth, 
is a gold medal, and I'm not being biased in many, 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 many other sports, especially in your event and what you took on at Budapest. And um, and I, I just want to interject on Cam there first because I like to get mine in when I can, Matty. But um, <laughs> awesome performance. Walk us through that, mate. Tell us, tell us how you feel post that because for, on my side of the fence, I felt for you, mate. You know, and 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 I could be wrong saying that, but how did you feel um, at World Champs and being so close to meddling? Look, like, I think it's different now after the Diamond League final and winning and, like, kind of getting that spot that I knew that I was capable of. Um, in regards to Worlds, though, like, I mean, in hindsight, you know, I probably was maybe in better form than I was. And, but, you know, it's 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 the game that we're in. And I think, you know, I was I was really stoked of the way that I performed, the way that we turned the season around into something really, really positive, get Australian record. But um, I guess, you know, like... It's it's nice to be one of those guys that are you know in you know it was the great it was the greatest final ever for men's discus like it was the best fourth ever it was the I would say Daniel's throw is by far the best throw physically no matter what whether you talk conditions or conditionless um, it was by far the best throw ever um, and I think you know to be be one of those guys that's mixing it in there and and being competitive and fighting for those medals and actually being you know in the mix like. I'm really stoked with that, and I think we've done a great job this season. But at the same time, like I said in my interviews post, you know, PB's great, the Australian record's great, and, and I'm super proud of that. But at the same time, it's like I'm not here to get fourth. Like I signed up to to fight for medals and win, and, and that's my goal every time I go in there. So, you know, leading into the champs, I thought, you know, I knew I was in top shape. I knew I was ready to go, and I thought 70 um, was 100% within my grasp. I just, I just couldn't find that throw. But... You know, you look. You watch the comp, and I was. We went in with a game plan of attack the comp, like, and and you'll see that obviously. Like, I had those fouls, but and they were 60, mm. 68, 69, way mm, up there, mm, and mm. and in some I'll of those throws, I was you, still I, missing. I was watching on. Um, I was watching on. Oh, it happened at the flight in London, and I was watching on the big on on TV, and um, when I saw your, I think it was a sixty-seven meter throw. And then it was this, and it was one of your, one of your big throws. I legitimately thought I was like this bloke's meddling. I, I thought it was done. Like I, I legitimately thought, oh, that that's it. Not to see how obviously how it played out after that. Um, I, I thought you performed. You could see that you attacked it from the gate, mate. Yeah, well, that was the funny thing. Like I think after that sixty-eight twenty, it, it was kind of a double-edged sword. Like I, I fired up the comp because everyone was a bit. Everyone was yeah. sleeping on it. Like I was sleeping <laughs> on the comp and. And I woke the comp up and I remember Daniel coming up to me after that round because I threw the 68, he threw the 69, Alekna threw the 68.85. And Sal came back up to me and he said, mate, thank you so much. You fired me up for that comp, uh, for like for that <laughs> round. And and I ended up, you know, I guess I'm I'm 100% claiming that I was the catalyst for the best you know, comp ever. <laughs> did, um, Matt, did you go, but, did you go you know, up to him and say, hey, thanks a lot, man, for letting me know. Like, yeah. I appreciate what you did. Like, an idiot. Yeah, I was kind of like... <laughs> I was kind of like, uh, you're welcome, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, like, look, I was super happy for Daniel. And um, it's just one of those things, like, um, men's disc is in the best era that it's ever been. And mm. it's either it's either catch up or get left behind. And I think, you know, we're, we're, we're catching up and, we're, and we're, we're gaining ground. So, you know, I wouldn't count myself out um, for that 70 club um, coming up this next season and, leading into Paris, like, you know, I'll be, I'll be there. Um, and it's just, you know, can we connect it? Can we not get forth? And can we win the thing? So, 
<laughs> before we get into Paris, tell me something. We've had this conversation a lot on the show, Cam and I, and a lot of the uh, the guests that we interview. How is it when you guys are waiting around um, in between throws? You said that, you know, you had two of your competitors come and, you know, you obviously are dialoguing and you're talking. Are you a type, are you old school, a bit like I was, Maddie, where you like don't want to talk to anyone there, all your enemies and you're out there to kill? Or are you, are you quite friendly with the other competitors that are competing um, at a championships or at a one-day meet? Oh, look, I, I vary between. I will say I'm a bit of an annoying bastard on the field. Um, I feel bad for those for those boys out there sometimes. But, like, you know, we are, we are all good mates. Um, and, you know, like most of us are all really good mates and we hang out after mates. And um, there's definitely always tension between some guys, and which I love. Like, I love that competitive spirit. I love that tension and, um, and building on that and having, you know, you could call it rivalries or whatever, but I think that builds comps and that makes really, really heated competition where that brings out the best but you know being out there like you know it's, it's i i believe that if you switch on for too long especially in those comps where it can drag out like a men's disc oh well sorry disc and um all those throws events and same with um pole vault nights or stuff you can really fry yourself um so you know having those that intensity of focus when you're in the comp and you're about to throw you're getting ready figuring out what you need to do um but in those between times, you you know, you're talking to your coach, you're having a little bit of a laugh. Um, and that's my best spot is, you know, competing with a smile on my face and loving what I'm doing and and kind of showing my energy that way um, and not being shy of that. So, and that's why I did at Worlds. That's why I did at Eugene. And that, that were my best comps. I was just having, I was having a great time and loving my job. So, um, yeah, and, I, and a lot of those other boys are the same. So we just have fun out there. And I don't know if you saw after... After I won in Eugene, mate, like they all came up and gave me a massive hug, and and we were yeah. having a really, you know, it was a fun comp, and we enjoyed the last comp of the season. So, and before before I unleash you onto Cam, um, I will say this for those that are listening that aren't familiar with our sport, the Diamond League final is the best of the best that compete um, from around the world, uh, and it culminates with 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 all their one day performance, and it's essentially you get invited, really, 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 it's the accumulation of your points how you perform throughout the Diamond League season throughout the year. And um and our very own Matt Denny went out there and, and, and took out um that championship, which I can tell everybody the parochial um uh you know vocal crowd of Eugene, Oregon, they're, they're track savvy fans. Um and this is the one you want to win. Um it's a bit like you know it's like Cam, it's like Hit winning me. um uh like, what was that? The um the one Matt, Mark Philippusis won, uh the uh, Indian Cup. Wells. It's like, no, no, oh, no, 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 it's like Indian the Masters, Wells. ATP Masters. No, 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 it's, no, no. Are you actually saying Indian the Indian? Wells. No, Indian... I'm saying Indian Wells is like because it's not a major. It's not like winning, you know, the 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 Grand Slams. But Indian Wells, if you win that, you're yeah. the best of the best. Well, right? Yeah. Okay. So you know that because the tennis has the Masters final, which is identical to Diamond League. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Okay. It's identical to Diamond League. But I'm talking yeah. about when you ask a tennis player what it means to them. I'd like to think winning a Diamond League final. Yep. It's like winning Indian Wells because it's not Matt would have loved to have won World Champs. Mm-hmm. And Matt, jump in anytime you want, you mate. But I like to think it's it's to the equivalent. If I was still competing, I, I look, I'll be honest. You've confused me and uh, Novak Djokovic right now, all at the same time. <laughs> hey, Matt, you are. I just want to go back just quickly to what you just said about your personality and 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 working your way through comps and how you found it because you are one of the best discus throwers on the planet. Commonwealth Games gold medal, of course, last year. I was so close in major championships to be on the podium and. We'll get to Paris, as, as Steph mentioned, in a moment. But is that something 
that you've learned in the last couple of years that that gets the best out of yourself? Or is that something that organically grew that has now meant you throw your best? How has you ended up knowing that full well, this is my way to get the best out of myself? I think like, you know, you know, your mood changes over, over the seasons and over the years on like the way that you want to address it. I've always like been a pretty, um, I guess, you know, have fun kind of guy, but bit, a bit, bit of larrikin, but also have that intensity where I can, where I compete. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just trial and error. It's, it's trying to figure out, you know, do I want to be that guy that doesn't talk to anyone and, and, and is super over the top serious and, you know, don't talk to this bloke or, you know, you'll get headbutted kind of vibe. Or is it, you know, being able to, you know, laugh in the face of adversity and people that actually have that mentality towards you and be able to laugh it off and still beat them. Like, and I think, you know, leaning towards the last is, is the better for me. And that's, that's just my simple personality type. Like, that's how I live my life. That's how, how I move around. And that's where I also have the best energy is where I'm, you know, with friends and family and people that I enjoy being around and having a, having a laugh and doing what we love. So, you know, that's just, that's, that's just how it's been for me. And I've, I've learned that over the years and I've kind of confirmed it this season. Um, and that's where I'm, you know, the, the shoulders drop, you know, you're not uptight, you're not, your your arms up by your ears and you're trying to actually just sit into the moment and have fun with it. And, and I think that's where the competitiveness and, and kind of the consistency of my higher throws this season have been coming from as well as like, obviously I've had a great, um, lead up with the conditioning, conditioning and um, coaching with Dale and uh, and my SNC Joshy Humphreys and and many other people that support me. Like they've obviously done the work behind it, but it's you know everything else as well. Hey, you obviously use the like the the headbutt there as a as a phrase to to make a greater point. But do you, do you think there is a rival of yours in the discus world that if you tried to joke with them in the middle of a major championship, there a chance to headbutt you? You can name someone. Um, I'd, the fun, yeah, no, I'll, I'll drop names. Um, no, the funny ones, Andreas Goodyear, the Lithuanian. Um, he's one of the, he's one of the elder statesmen, yep. but he's a, he's a real top serious cat. And it happened at World Champs, and it also happened at Eugene. But um, I remember at Eugene uh, the other day, like we were chat. Um, I was, you know, in a good mood, and I'm chatting with a few of the boys, and, and I said, "Oh, Andreas, we should get beers after this." He stone cold me, like he just didn't say a thing, walked straight past, like I didn't exist. But my fun one, I just I just kind of laugh and I clap. I clap to him and say, mate, that was great. Well done. And, and he just like, but he keeps kind of walking off. But I know that he's, he's like, oh, damn it. He's not, he's not getting intimidated yeah. by that. So I, I tell you what, he must be really in the zone because there's not many Lithuanians that knock back a beer. So there's no doubt that he is someone who straight and narrow in that type of situation. Do you, you, you sit there today and you should 100% believe you can win gold next year at Paris. That, that is absolutely smack bang in your mindset. Yeah, well, I think you know when you you beat the world champion and the vice champion and the two top guys going around the last this year, um, you know, and did it convincingly in the this I would say the second highest competitive comp of the year. Um, you know, I think I'm in good stead to do it, and and my mentality has always been that I've, you know, I have that within me, and I think that you know it's finally nice to get it on paper and, and actually show it properly. So, um, you know, I think, I think we're just getting started to be honest, um, with my career and when it comes to competitiveness and, and getting those wins. So yeah, mate, that's, that's what we're here for. That's what, that's what I signed up for. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my goal and that's what we're going to get done. So, so what happens now? How, how does the next 11 months look 
for you towards Paris? You're a Diamond League champion. You had a great world championships. Is there much time off? Do you do it? Do it? Do attack 2024 a little differently than you might have in the past? How does it all work for you now? Look, I've got two weeks off. Going to play a lot of golf and spend some time with family and friends and recharge the batteries. But to be honest, the batteries weren't too drained by the end of this season compared to last. Um, I feel great. Like I, I've walked away from this season even before. Like I won. Um, Diamond League final, like I felt refreshed. I felt I didn't feel like the season dragged out, even though it was, it was a long one for me, um, with a lot of events and changing coaches and everything like that. Um, but yeah, I feel I feel great and I feel recharged and I'm, you know, keen to get back into it. That's why we're only having a two week break. Um, and you know, we've got some meetings and some chats to have over. You know, what can we do better? How do we? you know, convert some of the training throws that we've been doing into comp. And um, I guess, you know, what, is there anything else we're missing or is it just doubling down on what we've been doing and, and continuing forward? And I think it is that. It's just doubling down and, and continue what we've been doing because, you know, I didn't have the biggest off-season um, with with Dale and, and Josh preparing for this this European season. Like, we, we did nationals and then I changed coaches and, and we said, okay, we've got some stuff to fix. Um in regards to conditioning and stuff. So we had a short time period to, to do that. And, you know, <laughs> to do what we did off that short time, I think was incredible. Um, and yeah, mate, looking at, looking at next year, it's just full gas, full, full gas. We, we play a game on this show. It's called, did John Stephenson actually represent Australia with this athlete? So every time somebody would come on the show, he would start with, I remember when we were teammates and all these athletes are like 25 years younger than Johnny Steph. <laughs> He gets confused when he goes to certain places. So, uh, Johnny, do you and Matt, did you and Matt actually 100%. compete for Australia on the same team? I'm, no I'm chance. I'm pretty sure we did. No. I'm pretty sure we did. No Jimmy, chance. Please say no yeah. chance, brother. No chance. None. No <laughs> chance. My <laughs> God. Give me that decade between, Steph. So where was your first? Is and then we work through how this all works. Where was your first? Where was your first, where was your first senior Australian team, Matt? First senior Australian team was Rio Olympics. <laughs> oh, you're joking. Johnny, you were five years retired. You were Wait, five could, years I retired. Have, Wait, I could have sworn he was in Glasgow. I could have, I could have put money on. Would have been made a dollar twenty he was in Glasgow. Matt, you're not lying. You saw you went in Glasgow. No, hang on, no. I did I did qualify for Glasgow. I'll oh, give him that. Hang on. But they would they go? wouldn't let me go. They wouldn't let me oh, go. There you go. Well, hang on, but did not you that old. did you go to Glasgow? No, no, I Johnny, qualified. No, Johnny Steph, did you? Go. you so, mate, mate oh, Johnny Steph, yeah, Steph, did you call? Yeah, mate, the word on the streets, I'm still trying to finish the 400 in Glasgow. <laughs> yeah, I was there. Hey, I was so like, you wow. were there in Glasgow. Okay, so technically, <laughs> maybe, because Matt, so how come yeah. you weren't allowed to go, Matt? You're too young. Because I, I was too young. I was yeah. qualified at, I think it was 15. Um, He's been a beast from a young age. Yeah. See, Cam, I told you, mate. I told uh, you. I'm not. I'm not that... But Matt, you, I've got a question you for you. Is that a way? This is a question that, that Cam and I, it's intriguing for us because we're long time retired, right? And this is what I. Well, hang on. Just, just, just well, to. No, no. No, just let me clear any confusion. I was never an athlete, so I've been permanently retired all 42 years. Johnny Steph's well, long term retired. Well, I've got, I've got something funny to tell you about uh, our boy Mario today, but I'll say that for our next, uh, our next uh, um, segment. But, Matty, tell me something, brother. You're going to take two weeks off, right? The, the, you're a big dude, mate. You're not a small cat. Mate. You're a big man. 
Now, do, do, you, do you have to worry about the diet blowing out or well, I mean, what goes on there? Do you just, do you just shovel it in and well, how does it work? Walk me through that. mate. <laughs> no, like I'm, you know, for, for a big guy, like I'm not, um, like I can eat, I can eat when I want to. Like if I'm, if I'm like, all right, let's, let's get some good pastas, let's get some good steaks and like, you know, double down on it. Like I'll, I'll put it away. No problem at all. But, but at the same time, I'm also not like, I don't go searching for it at the same time. So, you know, it's for, for me in this, this next couple of weeks off and, um, and all that, like it's, it's nothing too strict. I don't really need to worry about my weight because, um, especially the way that Joshy and Dale have been conditioning for me. Like I've, yeah. it's good. It's good work. So it just, I don't really need to, you don't crave you know, it. Don't need, now the reason, yeah, the reason I why I say we much, get these but, distance yeah. runners on you, we get these sprinters on you, they're all sensitive and I only have two weeks off. I can't eat. I'm this. And then I have the oh, big no, man on you. And that's why I'm like, let me ask the big man. What's he about to get down here? Cause I'm like, mate, I'm retired. A couple I of nice wines we'll and... smash a tomahawk together. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. Give me, give me a good red wine and a tomahawk, and we're having a good two weeks off. Okay. Well, well I'll just give a shout out to Botswana Butchery, of course, a very close friend of SEN and the SEN Track Network, so which I go absolutely way. That's a much. sponsor for Matt. Yeah, Surely abs- can abs- he should be. They should boys, be getting right up, down, boys. Better me, me some numbers, please. Matt, I tell you what, Matt. <laughs> When, you, when you're in Melbourne next, we'll go to Botswana Butchery, reach out, and we'll take you down. It's the best steak joint, in uh, in my opinion, in Australia. Hey, before we let you go, mate, uh, I just look, the Olympics, Paris, uh, of course, you, you mentioned Rio. You're a two-time Olympian. But you know, obviously, 2021, as it turned out, was such a unique experience. How, how big uh, – Johnny, Steph, and I are trying to work on something real weird and – Try and get an Australian nightclub Run going over him, in Paris. Can. Run it by him. Well, Matt, this, Matt, Matt, yeah. Matt's an intuitive cat. So, he gets these things. So technically what happened, Maddie, in 2006 at the, at the Com Games in Melbourne, uh, I'm Melbourneian, Johnny Steph tore that joint apart and won two gold medals. There was a, a nightclub called The Last Lap, which was really by far the number one place to go. So we are what trying to bring what a place. The Last Lap to Paris, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. So we're going to be over there, firstly, it's, and if you've got an Australian passport and you're an athlete, you get free alcohol after you finish your event. Thoughts on that? Yeah, boys, look, I'm, you're making me a little bit too excited for the after party already. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down. Uh, you've, already got, you've already got my approval. Good. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, it's actually only free beer and wine if you're an athlete, but if you win gold, it's open bar. So we'll just keep that in mind. That's our own rule that Johnny, Steph, and I have got. But the question was, <laughs> the uniqueness of Tokyo, of course, where there was no one really else around outside of the athletes and support staff compared to going back to Paris and a full Olympics, does add a little most motivation and excitement to it, no doubt? Yeah, well, you know, for me personally, like I actually haven't had any family that's ever... Um, come watch me at Olympics. Like I've had them at World Championships yep. and other major championships, but you know to actually have them look at coming to an Olympics where one, you know, they can participate and, and watch me um, in one of the biggest spectacles in the world, but also to be in the form of potentially winning it. Like you know that really yeah. excites me, and um, to have them there in those moments. So um, yeah, like that's that's my number one is having them there, but also just. You know, to have the Olympics back to really, I think this yeah. will be the first time it'll be back to what it really was. Because yep. um, obviously Rio had had some ups and downs, and then Tokyo was um, what it was. Um, you know, I think this will be an absolute cracking Olympics next year that I'm pretty pretty keen to get into. So, 
We can't wait. Okay. We can't wait to Definitely. see what you're going to do. And we got to uh, let you get back onto whatever you want to do for the next couple of weeks while you're letting the hair down and get ready for what is going to be a huge preparation and a big campaign that hopefully ends in a Paris gold medal at the Olympics next year, mate. We always appreciate you jumping on the line. A huge congratulations, not just for the Diamond League where you're outstanding, but another outstanding season, another outstanding preparation that included throwing so well at the World Championships as well, mate. So we well appreciate said. your time and uh, we're going to catch up soon. No, I appreciate it, boys. I'll be down in Melbourne in October, so let's go get some steaks. Done. Botswana yes, Butcher, you reach out. Done. We'll Lock get that in. done. He's a superstar. Uh... Matthew Denny joins us. We'll get to a break. Plenty more. House of Ass, all thanks to Chemist Warehouse next. Rush into Chemist Warehouse for half price vitamins and cosmetics. T's and C's apply, Chemist Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. Yeah, most certainly is. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day, Johnny, Steph, Cam, Luke. Right across the SEN network. And let's get a little more into the other Diamond League events because the Australians were outstanding. I half mentioned them off the top, but I was so excited because Matthew Denny was ready to go. Lyndon Hall was outstanding, of course. Mackenzie Little was brilliant getting the bronze. Nicola Aslagers, who has been like incredible, of course, another huge high jump effort. Uh, Brooke Bushkull, who is no so, no stranger to our particular show, was really good bouncing back from disappointing world championships. No uh, difference to Lyndon Hall. Stu McSwain, which is one of the most remarkable 3,000 metre races I've ever seen. And Curtis Marshall, who medaled at the Worlds and finished fourth at the pole. Volcatrina Bishop was pretty good as well. Outside of Matt Denny, who takes it, right? Obviously, because when you yeah. win it, that's number one. What really, yeah. from an Australian point of view, impressed you, Johnny Steph? Oh, it, it, it's, it's more of a collective, to be honest with you, uh, Cam. Yep. And I, I, can't, I can't really uh, individualize any athlete besides, obviously, Matt Denny, because he obviously took out the win, and, um, and obviously, uh, Nina Kennedy as well. Um, but it's I more look at questions like exactly like how Matt told us is okay, where does this catapult you now coming into Paris? Mm-hmm. What does this mean for how you look back at Budapest? Why didn't you, if you performed well at, at, in, in Prefontaine, why didn't you perform well in Budapest? You know, what happened there? You know, and you know, we talked to Matt. Matt couldn't perform any better than what he did in Budapest. No, sure. And he and then he went to Oregon and he just did it again. And when he did it again on another day, he became champion, which then gives him great confidence leading up into Paris. Um, but um, but in saying that, it's a great way to end the year for 10 of our Australian athletes, which I think is the greatest representation we had at a Diamond League final. Um, and, and that's what the back of the greatest ever world championship team to, to when we talk about medals, mm-hmm. um, to ever partake for Australia at world championships here in Budapest. But the results didn't stop only at our Australian athletes, no. Cam. I mean... It went across the board. Across, I mean, and I and I'll start off with Ry Benjamin again. Diamond League record. Uh, our girl y- Winfred Yavi, um, second fastest steeplechase in history. Um, uh, Kip Yagon, fifth fastest fifteen hundred meters in history. Um, our boy Inga Britson again. Yeah. Mal breaks the area record. You know, um, as well as the American record to to uh, the young fella. I forgot his name um, from America. Um, uh, as well as Sharika Jackson blazed to 100, 200 meter double. Mm. Our boy, but when Yoni breaks the 800 meter, he gets the world, 800 meter world lead. Um, you know, our girl Mua Thing uh, breaks the national record in 800 meters. Uh, I mean, and he didn't stop there. We got a world record by uh, Sergei Gadaf in the women's 5,000 meters, breaking our girl Faith Kipiagon's record mm. by five seconds. Belting it. Now, I mean, uh, I said on the top of the show, it's, it's, 
it's 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 a beautiful time for track and field. I don't think we've seen an era of records being broken and 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 performance like this since the eighties. I have to be honest. I, I don't think we've seen performances like this since the eighties. And you know, and it's it's just it's it's an awesome time to be involved in track and field. It's an awesome time for us. You and I honestly can't even be, be talking about these performances because we act shocked every we are shocked every week. We don't act shocked every week on what's happening in the world of track and field. And now the run into Paris is super exciting because now we get to talk to athletes and listen to their progress and see how they're tracking. Um, because now we've got this really good base from post-world champions, not only about Australian athletes, but also international athletes. And coming up in the next episodes throughout between now and Paris, it's going to be fantastic when we start getting more international athletes um, on the line and getting to see from the world of athletics um, what's actually happening around and how these athletes are preparing. So I've got a theory, Johnny Steph, on all these fast times and, and how well a lot of people are going, not just Australians, but many of the world records and world leads and meet records we've seen this particular year. And I think it all goes back to the promotion and the marketing and the excitement and the adrenaline around world athletics. And that could in part, now I'm talking from an Australian point of view, but that could be in part to COVID and the fact that a lot of people around the world were sort of stuck at home. Now we're talking Australian. I know the world wasn't all uh, on the level playing field, but it just feels that Diamond League, you know, world championships are world championships, but all these are full to the brim with spectators the adrenaline, the momentum, the buzz, the intensity inside these stadiums continue to go to fever pitch, therefore putting these type of events onto another pedestal that may not have been regularly mm. there in the past. You disagree? Then explain it then. explain it. I think you very kind. I, 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 think, I think what helped us definitely in the Southern Hemisphere is, is when the Olympics was on in Japan, um, it, it showcased track and field. Yeah. Yeah. That I agree with. Um, I think when it comes to Northern Hemisphere and World Athletics, I think they've been smart enough now to know that they can't put athletic events in countries that aren't athletic savvy. So if you look at all the events that are taking part now, they're in areas which people have a very good understanding of track and field, and that's where it needs to be. So I take an AFL grand final and throwing in the middle of Spain, you know, and no one's going to really care because they don't oh, know AFL, right? I'll be Even honest, though the grand final's coming I up. I wouldn't mind that. Well, well you, <laughs> I a lot of people wouldn't mind. Us fans wouldn't mind it, us right? Australians. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, you know, but, but I will say this. I, I think what I think is a long way to go. I think what, what the big shout has to go to the athletes. The shout has to go to these athletes that are doing their own self-promotion, uh, that are coming out there performing like absolute weapons mm-hmm. um, and doing it week in, week out and and showcasing their skills to us. Um, for us, for the world to see on a weekly basis and then go on to world championships for handling business. So my focus and shout out goes to these athletes, which which I think hasn't been like this for a very, very long time. Um, I think world athletes is playing catch up quickly. I'm not saying they're not doing their very best, but I think there's a long way to go for us when it comes to our marketing communications of the sport. Um, and again, you look at your Shakari Richardson's, your Noah Lyles, um, and you look at how they're they're self promoting at the moment. Um, you look at your guys, even the guys like Matt yeah. Denny. Um, you look at the work he does behind the scenes. Cam, he does a hell of a but lot of work. I, I agree but, with but, all of that. I couldn't agree anymore. But how is that? Like, is, are you finding that's why we're translating into such incredibly fast times? And the athletes are got these type of performances almost week in week out. Like that's that's the big question, right? That, that's yeah. I, I, I think I, I think I'm the sorry, fact I, that all diamond leagues are jam-packed, and you're right. What you just said about the geographic locations of these these one-dayers or these 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 major tournaments or you know, Diamond League finals in hardcore athletic places means they're appreciative and it believes that they're, they're spurring the athletes on because we are seeing 
incredible performances week in, week out from I, the start of the I season until the now. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I don't I'm have just the answers to you. Only thing I can put it down, because they, historically, what is that great crowd? You look at Zurich and Brussels, mm-hmm. look at through those Northern Hemisphere meets. Um, historically, even Oslo, I mean, it, it died off a little bit, you know, but it, but it's it's always pretty strong, especially Oregon as well. Prefontaine meets always. They love a, it though, always right? a huge meet. They love it there, right? Um, and we didn't see the performance we saw in Budapest in Oregon, right? They were they were good, but they weren't. I think Budapest was better. Um, I think the only re, I, the only thing I can put it down to the mm-hmm. only change we have seen besides COVID is the evolution of the running spike. And when are we going to get your man on to explain no, this? I, I, we've got to get him on. I had a great chat with him in Budapest. And he actually told me, look, there's a lot of athletes at the moment which are finding it really hard to go from a training spike into the race spike. Okay. And they're, they're getting injured. Um, so that's how that's how brutal these spikes are. And I told on the show, I explained how Maurice Green used to you know, evolve into a stiffer race spike. Um, but that's the only change I can see, Cam, besides, besides that these athletes and this generation athletes have better resources mm-hmm. when it comes to the mediums to educate themselves in the sport. When we're talking about TikTok, um, we're talking about Instagram, we're talking about YouTube, and we're talking yeah. about Zoom and <laughs> all these all these things, mediums they have, right, to educate themselves. I think the world has become smaller. So uh, I, in one of the episodes I talked about the, the, the distance of self-belief mm-hmm. of, hang on a minute, um, you know, Duplantis, I'm like for Curtis Marshall, you know, it's it's not such a far go because I'm he's he's more attainable to believe that this guy's human like me. I think that's a big element in it. Um, but I honestly I can't I can't definitively give you an answer, Cam, yeah. except that I'm enjoying watching it. Sure. Um Duplantis breaking another world record in the pole vault, which I didn't mention, um, breaking it by a centimeter again. Uh, this guy is just a, a phenom, man. He's just a what an unbelievable he's a tiger woods of pole vault. You know, he started as a kid that gave, gave him a, a pole vault pole at a very young age in his backyard, and he's gone all the way to becoming the greatest ever. Um, it's just an amazing time to watch track and field. You and I are completely blessed to be able to even commentate on track and field. We're the first medium, I think. You know, definitely in Australia, uh, on such a such a big platform, and um, and I'm just looking forward to growing this beast as the athletes grow. This grows, and the great partners in Chemist Warehouse and SEN and everybody at Croc Media and Hutchie and everybody that's along with us, um, it's fantastic, mate. We're in a really good position, really good spot, and this this uh, let's enjoy the ride. A couple of things. Firstly, let's keep the planters away from Vegas, at least the waitresses, and secondly. <laughs> Uh, there is no doubt. I like the fact that earlier in now, well, really probably about week two or week three of this particular show, you bought TikTok up as a way why athletes are running fast and you've gone again. And I love that you're sticking to it. I love it. I'm not, I'm not dispelling the theory. You're showing your age, like Cam. You're down. showing your age, I like mate. It. But we're, I'm the trying, same. I'm we're the to, same age. I'm trying to reach our young crowd. I want our young crowd to say Cam and Johnny Step I hit. You know what I mean? I understand what's going on in the streets. You know what I mean? All thanks to Kemmer's Warehouse. We'll get to a break. Plenty more next. Rush into Kemmer's Warehouse for half-price vitamins and cosmetics. T's and C's apply. Kemmer's Warehouse. This is the House of Aths. All right. All thanks to Kemmer's Warehouse. I'm going to throw a question at you, Johnny Steph, that I have not at all... I even hinted I was going to ask you. You ready for this? Go on. Who are you most looking forward to? Any athlete in the world? Actually, one male, one female from now until Paris. One that you're really looking forward to. It might be someone who's about to emerge. It might be someone at the top of the game. It might be an Australian athlete who you think, you know, has done great and is about to do something even better or has had a disrupted 
preparation and about to go bang. Do you have anyone at the top of your mind right now? Because we are, we're about to embark. We're about to embark on a no, not Australian. Anyone, any athlete. I thought it might, if you had an Australian, it would be good because it's going to be great to see what Matt Denny can do with the the belief. Like you get any of the athletes who are there, but if you got someone who you just like, like this, this is a magical moment in in plenty sports because the Paris Olympics are right there. But from a track and field perspective, the excitement just grows weekly, just grows weekly. Oh, I tend to agree with you, Cam. I, you. I'd like to reserve my uh, answer for the following because I, I, I. How about if I give you memory... seven days? I'll give you seven days. Yeah, give me seven okay. days. I think that's, that's that's more than that's more than enough for me. I thought, okay. Look, I was very privileged to be in Budapest and yep. saw a number of young athletes from a number of different events, uh, and um, and and you're right. It is a, it is a phenomenal time in what we're seeing in the sport of athletics, not only in our, on home soil, but internationally as well. I think there's athletes um, in our country. I think this world championship team has really, really raised the bar and has really, really set the standard to what it means to be part of the Australian athletics team. We had a good chat with Andrew Fakeney and the work he's been doing. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to su- keep supporting the sport the way we do. And um and, uh, yeah, it's an interesting time, young Cameron. I'm going to say this. Within the next month, within the next month, I'm going to get Sebco on the show because they've <sighs> got a couple of ideas. You don't think it's a good idea? I want to run a couple of things by him. Now, you you, you and Seb don't see odd eyes. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Judging by your uh, <laughs> facial expression, maybe this is the question I should have asked off air. So, which uh, Hang on. So if, if I was to hit up Seb and say, uh, Lord. Uh, you've got to say Lord first when you're talking Lord. to, when you're talking Lord. to Lord K. He, he, so, he, doesn't re- he doesn't respond to anything but Lord so K. Do, do, so. Do, do you think, <laughs> so if, to be able to get a couple of my uh, ideas to him, where yeah. Lord and I are going to have to go one-on-one and just <laughs> leave you out, is that what you're suggesting? Oh, well, all I, I'm a little, look, there's a long story, but uh, yeah. a little bit of history of me and Mr... Lord Co. Um, you've buried and, a lot um, of you've buried a lot of hatchets when you had rivalries with certain people, right? So I, I wasn't yeah. certain where you sit. No, so, still, still sharpening this uh, one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Let's aim for Lord in the new year then, in 2024, and let's just see. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be so harsh, man. Lord Co is out there doing. I should have absolutely. I should have absolutely last off I can't criticize. The World Championships is fantastic in Budapest, but. Look, he probably doesn't even know that the step has still got uh, <laughs> is still still how, uh, got how, huge shoes. How am uh, I how am I possibly going to get cross country in the Olympics if uh, we can't get Lord on the show? But well, okay. the same way we couldn't get Nitro into uh, World Athletics. But anyway, is. that's all. There, there, <laughs> there it is. All right, we'll squeeze the break in. We're going to talk about the Sydney Marathon on the other side of this. I absolutely should have asked off here about the Lord Co situation, <laughs> but you know what? We're honest and transparent here, Johnny. We just fly well, on the sure, seat of our uh, pants. So sure, right? That's where we kind of sit. Hey, look, I mean, get, I'm very happy at Lord Co. I mean, like yeah. I, I got to see him at World Chance, and we're very amicable. We say hello, but yeah, um, and and everything is is. <laughs> cool but uh but you know the steph doesn't have a short memory mate you know what i mean <laughs> alexa chemist warehouse great savings every day we'll talk the sydney marathon next rush into chemist warehouse for half price vitamins and cosmetics season c supply chemist warehouse
This is the House of Aths. Johnny Steph, Cam Luke, and no <laughs> Lord Co. yet, but we'll get to that later. Hey, uh, Sydney Marathon, we spoke about it, of course, the last couple of weeks. We've had great chats about it, and it's on the way to being an Abbott's major. The joint was rocking. The big thing with it was that it was about 55 degrees, so big shout-out to all the athletes who braved the very warm conditions. But is your man – you got a Mario story, our man from Chemist yeah. Warehouse? The great man, Mario Toscani from Chemist. Yep. Big support of the show. And we wouldn't have a show without the big fella, Cam. Uh, it was funny. I, I sent him a text today. He's been a bit quiet, Mario, because he has, haven't been hearing what he's got a uh, – a supplier function coming up in November, which is going to be fantastic as always. A chemist warehouse supplier function. And uh, so I said, oh, my, how are you? How's your training going? And he said, he asked a very, very cool question, Cam. He said, is Cam running the Melbourne Marathon? And I said, I'm not sure. I said, I'll ask him on air today. So that's my first question, Cameron. Are you running the Melbourne Marathon? No. Okay, so he goes, so unlike the Steph. I can't. Right? I can't. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I like the Steph. Okay, unlike the Steph. A, who, wait, who's not appreciative of your training videos on yes. Instagram. Yes, right? but, Mate, I think he's a re- that sprinting tech. You can't have a brother like me as your yeah. brother. Yeah. That, and allow you to sprint like that on Instagram. But that's another story. He goes, did- well... Our man Cam Luke has been training hard, yep. pushing himself to vomit. Yes. I was like, I was like, oh, is that right? He goes, he goes, no. I'm, he goes, I said, oh, I couldn't really tell you, uh, Mister Tuscany. I wouldn't, wouldn't. I don't know what his status is. He goes, well, judging by his Sydney Marathon post, tell him, mm-hmm. tell him, mm-hmm. Cam, yes. tell him, not John Stevenson. This is the beauty. Here tell him he can join me for the, for next year. For Tokyo and New York marathon. Done. Done. Tell him Done now. he can join me. And I said, so, I said, so hang on. I said, God bless you, Mario. Because I didn't see Le Steph, Ben Steph, Jay Steph, Jay Blaze. None of that was in that text, which means <laughs> okay. I'm now officially out of running okay. marathons. Two things. I'm oh, more boom. likely. I'm more likely to target Tokyo, mainly because the New York marathon no, is a really you tough don't year. Have a choice, Tokyo. Cam. You do not have a choice. You have committed to Tokyo and New York marathons. You're in. You said, I'm in. I heard that. Everyone heard it. Benny, did you hear that? Yep, Benny heard it. You're in. All right. And I said, oh, sounds great. I'll let him know on air. Because what I'm doing right now is actually training for our 400-meter run. You and I going head-to-head over 400. So that's what I'm in now. But I'll, I'll change tact. Cameron, Jonathan, Jonathan Ben Stephenson, wherever you might be, the, I don't know. The boss has spoken. <laughs> yeah, well, he true. said, you're doing Tokyo, well, you're doing New York. Yeah, well, I'm happy about all this. That's and it, I, all the fans of <laughs> all the fans of House Athletics are going, yes, Johnny, you did it. He's, my name is not mentioned in any one well, of those marathons. That's, that's, that's what you say right now. But I tell you what, you will be involved. And, of course, the, the, the payoff for doing these marathons uh, is yeah. at Kemmer's Warehouse. Uh, well, you know what? Last, get the last, last lap. lap up. Last lap. I'll up. commit to Tokyo and New York if the hey, last lap hey. in Paris, yeah, brother, is done. You be you be Cuba Gooding Junior. I'll be Jerry Maguire. Show <laughs> me last lap. <laughs> Show but me you know last what? lap. <laughs> I'll be honest. One of them was the athlete. One was the nerd who sat on the sidelines. I reckon we should switch roles. Uh, on that Co- note. Congratulations, Cam. You're still my agent. <laughs> <laughs> Just quickly, I just got to give a shout out to our man Kane Cornsett who ran the Sydney Marathon SEN zone. Uh, it was outstanding. And honestly, so many people have spoken about this. Of course, uh, Hugh Brasher, who is the boss of London Marathon, and we've spoken 
uh, a lot about him. And I quote, running across the Sydney Harbour Bridge, finishing in front of the Opera House. It's not my first time in this city, but it's just an amazing city. Sydney yeah. is on the road. Sydney is on the road to being a major. Sydney, London, New York, Boston, Easy. Berlin, Tokyo, Easy. Chicago. It sounds right. Should, Sydney should be there, and that is very, very exciting for athletics. Yeah. In this in this country, Johnny Stead. Massively. Mass- a big shout out to Wayne Lardin, a big shout Absolutely. out to Athletics Australia. A lot of people don't know that Athletics Australia is 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 still uh, it's a still an owned property by Athletics Australia. Um so this shows their vision, everything they're doing. But Wayne Lardin, Pont 3, they they drive it, they push it and been the biggest supporters of that of this marathon over the years. So um uh we- they knew it, we knew it. Um, and again, we only have the greats on the show, Cam. We we might actually and, uh, we might get Wayne on in the next couple of weeks. It, it's, that's obviously a bit safer than getting uh, Lord Sebastian Coe, judging by our earlier conversation. So we might reach out to Wayne, and we'll get Wayne on. He can talk about. He, he spoke so passionately about what they were trying to achieve, and they're right on the cusp of achieving it. So we might uh, have a chat to him. And I've got to go home and do um, fifty-five uh, k's just to get ready for Tokyo and New York next year. Hey, uh, Johnny Steph, thank you. Yeah, but it's always a pleasure, my man. <laughs> we do it all thanks to Kimmer's Warehouse. Great savings every day. We'll see you next week on the House of Ath.